going to be speaking on oaths. Every one of our veterans and everyone that's served in law enforcement or in the fire service have had to take an oath. They have fought to defend and fight and stand for our Constitution, and they took an oath on that. And today, oaths don't mean a whole lot um, in, our, in our culture, and we got our culture, the majority of the things that we do um, out of the Bible and out of the law from the um, Old Testament. And even when, um, if anyone's had to go to court and testify, you will hear these words, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. That's not by accident. See, they know that um, in, the, in the, word, the, the word oath, in the Hebrew, the word oath brings the word God into the word oath. It, is, it comes from that. In the Hebrew, um, the first part of the word oath is Allah. And with that, there's an imprecation, which is basically calls about a cursing. You're calling on God, and with that, because you're bringing God into it, when you make an oath, there's a curse that comes with it. Basically, if you were to violate that, there's a curse. It's a very powerful word, and it's not to be used lightly. The second part of that word is um, El, which is the name of God. And so to call upon God, hence the word quite naturally passed over to imprecation, which is cursing. It also means a sworn covenant and an appeal to God, to attest to a sworn statement. The Hebrew, Sheba, is also part of the word oath, and it means seven. You say, why does that have to do anything? Well, it's a sacred number. To seven oneself, is, or to do by sevens, was to act in the manner of God, to give what was done a peculiarly sacred character, hence to make an oath or to swear. A solemn agreement or an oath were often accompanied by a sevenfold action of some sort. So like an example of that would be um, given seven ewe lambs by Abraham to Abimelech, which in that time there, was a, a, there had been some kind of disputes over the territory of some land and who had dug some wells and who hadn't. And Abimelech came and said, Abraham, like, let's, Let's make an oath that, that we won't fight. We won't cause a, a war to come over this. And, and I'm going to, you know, we're going to put my word on the line. I want you to do that. And when they did that, they, he came and brought seven new lambs to signify that they were bringing God into this. And there was an oath that was taking place, and there would be a curse if they were to violate that. So that's a little bit of an introduction on the word oath. So I wanted us to, as we get into Matthew chapter 5, verse 30 through 37... Jesus begins this dialogue again. You've heard it said, but I say. And there was a lot of oaths going on at that time. A lot of people would make these grand speeches and these big things, and they would swear to the heaven. They would swear to God. They would swear to the temple. They would swear by, the, uh, by people's heads. They would do all these swearing, all these big oaths. And Jesus wants to bring some clarification in this, in this avenue. So he says, again, you've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely. But shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, 
For you cannot make one hair white or black. That's for sure. Yet what you say by simple yes or no. Let what you say be simple. Yes or no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. That is a bold statement. So obviously we, we're not getting some of this, right? When we're like, they're swearing by the throne, they're swearing by, we don't really do that. But so what they were doing is, and Jesus all along this route, the, the, the people of the time were not a whole lot different than us. We see ourselves a lot when you see, they're looking for loopholes constantly. And all of the laws that were there, they're always looking for a loophole. And Jesus was always going, yeah, you've heard it said that you shouldn't murder. But I say you shouldn't even have hatred towards a brother. Because they were going like, well, we didn't murder him, right? I only beat him up. I only broke their arm. You know, like, but I didn't murder him, so we're okay. It's like, no, no. Your heart was that if you could have, you would have, right? Well, you shouldn't commit adultery. Well, I didn't commit adultery. I just, just go, no, 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 no. If you've looked at upon a woman with lust or a man or you know, you've committed adultery. So Jesus is saying, you've heard it said. This is what the law said, but here's what I say. Here's, what, here's the heart behind it. Amen? So he's doing this again. And how many of you so far have been grateful for that? Yeah. I love the fact that, like, I've, I've thought some things, and I thought they were right. And then you really get into his word, and you go, ooh, yeah, that was, I wasn't right. And, and I want to be right with his word, right? We need him to be speaking the truth in us, and we've got to be able to, to take it and apply it. Because when we do, there's amazing blessings that come from it, right? He wants to bless us. It's in his nature to bless his children. But he never blesses, I'm sorry, I had a big tooth pulled, and I've been trying, I didn't know I was having such a hard time talking, but this morning I noticed I was literally hisses and fum. I'm like, man, this is interesting. So bear with me. I'm not drunk. I'm just had a tooth pulled. <laughs> but they were looking for all these escape routes. They would make these grand oaths and, and swear by these things, and, and God was really Saying, like, enough. Like, do you understand what you're bringing on yourself? You're bringing cursings upon yourself. And, and he does not want that. Amen. So, Jesus says, you've heard, do not swear falsely. But I say, do not take an oath at all. Let's clarify that. Is he saying that, like, if you get called into court and they say, put your hand on the Bible and swear that you can't, you're, I can't do that because I'm a Christian. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, don't go running around loosely swearing by all these things. Don't be going swearing by this, swearing by that. Like, it is an honorable thing to take an oath and to stand by that. Jesus is saying, don't be just flippantly going out there because you're using my name. Whether you understand or not, you're bringing me into this mix by swearing and by making an oath. You're bringing me into this. And I'm going to hold you accountable. You're inviting a curse. Now, you don't have to worry if you follow through with it. But you got a whole lot to worry about when we don't. Amen? So, the Pharisees, and I'm just giving you some, some history here. The Pharisees and the people of the, Lord, in the, of the Lord's day had begun to carelessly and casually take in the Lord's name and sacred language in vain. Keeping vows and promises is important. It builds trust and it makes committed human relationships possible. I find it interesting. God's pretty wise. Do you, do you think, see the, the, the kind of, we went through the, the, the laws on divorce and what Jesus spoke about divorce, and now he goes right into oaths. Hmm. I think that was just by chance, right? He just ran and goes, oh, yeah, well, while I'm at it, I'm going to start talking about oaths. No, he's, he's building on that foundation. And I want to say, 
Remember in light when we started this, the Lord had me start on the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, which was what? Building on a solid, firm foundation. That's how he closed the Sermon on the Mount. His purpose in all of the Sermon on the Mount is that we would build our homes and our house and our life on a solid rock. Because he said, the storm is going to come. The wind is going to blow. The waves are... He didn't say if they do. He said when they do. If you build on the rock, your house will stand. Your life will stand. That's his purpose through all that. So keep that in the back of your mind as we're speaking about these oaths. So... Keeping our vows and promises is important. It builds trust and makes committed human relationship possible. Did you hear that? Committed human relationship. That's what God, that's what God wants. Yes. Now they began to, the, to word their oaths in such a way they could have escape clauses and classify their oaths and categorize some as binding and some not so binding. Their abuse of oaths led to evasion of the truth and to less and less faith and trust in each other. Now, in contrast, the followers of Christ, this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I want you to be simple. I want you to be honest. I want you to be sincere. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. You don't have to go make all these grand swears and doing all these big performances and saying, well, I'm swearing by this. And, and in the whole time they're going, well, I didn't really swear to God, so... I could always, like, escape out of that. They were very good at wording things a certain way, manipulating words so that they could snake their way out of something. He, Jesus says that that is from the evil one. That's powerful. I was really looking like, ooh, how do you really feel about that, Jesus? Amen. Like, don't hold back. It's like, that's evil. Yeah. Wow. How many want to play with evil? How many know, like, as a Christian, we have, we're not supposed supposed to have anything to do with evil, any way, shape, or form. It's kind of simple, right? Light, dark. It's very simple. Yes, no. If I can follow the Lord, it has got to be simple, right? It's simple. So, point one, this is a very simple point. You're taking notes. This is such a grand idea. Love your neighbor as yourself. Point one. How many of you like it when someone says, you know, I'd like to meet with you. I'd like to talk. We need to talk. Blah, blah, blah. blah. This is really important. Like, this is so important. I, I'm, and you're going, okay. I can meet at this time. And you're like, hmm. You know, I've got some things going, but okay, I'll move some stuff. And then you're like, all right, the time comes, and then like five minutes before, get the text. Oh, I can't make it. Something, something happened. And, and I'm not even going to say some of the things that we've heard, and we're like, are you serious? Are you kidding right now? I did all this stuff so that, what did you say? Your yes wasn't yes. Your yes was no. How does that work? And you can justify it. Well, you know, and sometimes the vocabulary that we use, we say things in such a way that there's this, like, you'd have to be a great attorney to really nail you down on what you said. (laughs) I've heard people, well, did I really say it? And then you start thinking, well, well, I guess if we went to court, I probably couldn't nail you to it. 
But it sure seemed like that's what you were saying. I mean, I was pretty well left with that idea that you were going to be here. <laughs> right? So it's not about, like, saying this thing a certain way. It's about just simply doing what we're supposed to do. That's, that's what God was just be simple. Like, we don't have to speak in such a way that there's, like, these escape clauses. Because none of us like that, right? How does that feel when you've, you've, or you've invested in someone, you took them at your word, like you were planning on moving. I know Pastor Jay and Patty just moved. I know when I moved, like, you're praying to God, right? You're praying to God that people that said are going to help you show up. Because it is like, dude, we bought trucks. Like we got, or you're going to pour concrete, right? How many poured concrete? You're praying to God that people are going to come that said they're going to come help because the concrete is going to start drying, right? The truck's on its way. Like, how is it when it's like the truck's showing up and, oh boy, they all said they were going to be here. Jose's laughing. You've been in that spot, right? <laughs> it should not be that way amongst us. We should be known for being keepers of our word. Amen. For our yes being yes and our no being no. Yeah. It's, there's some yeses, so praise the Lord. <laughs> Under love your neighbor as yourself, I would say... Do not, do not manipulate your words. And I said that word particularly, manipulate. Do not manipulate your words in a way to get out of things or to look for loopholes to get out of paying your debts. When you've told someone, can I borrow this? Can I, I'll pay you back. I'll do this. You've given your word. You've made an oath. That should be a yes, right? It's like, there's not this loophole that every third Sunday, if it falls on a leap year and there's a full moon, you get to get out of paying that. Right? Oh, well, that was like three years ago. And? It's quiet. It's awfully quiet. So we're not, shouldn't be looking for manipulation of what was said. Well, did I actually say that or did it? You hear what I'm saying? How many of us very, like, am, am I speaking the truth right now? Yes. Okay. It's wrong to take advantage of people because they're ignorant or unaware. That's wrong. And I'm, hear me on this. Like, they're unaware. Maybe they don't know, like, you want to sell a vehicle. How many's done that? You get ready to sell something, all of a sudden you start hearing this tick. I remember I had a guy, I had this beautiful 70 Chevy. It was beautiful. Shaved. Huge lift, competition orange, big block, three-quarter ton running gear, short bed, beautiful. And the guy comes, he wants to buy it, and there was people lined up. And I take him for a ride, and I come back, and I start telling him, like, I'm crawling, oh, yeah, there's a little leak here, this, like, I didn't get around to fixing this. I'm, I mean, I'm pointing out every single thing I could find wrong with it. And it wasn't because I didn't want to sell it, which I kind of, it was sad letting that one go. But praise the Lord, we had a family, and some stuff's got to go. So... But he says to me, he goes, well, dude, are you wanting to sell this thing or what? I said, well, yeah, I want to sell it, but I want you to know, like, this is all the stuff I know that's wrong with it. Oh, okay. And he sold it. He didn't even argue with the price. Just, okay. I had an opportunity with my motorcycle, the, the maroon one that I had when you all, when I first came here. I had a speedometer cable that, it came apart. It was so weird. I was riding out and I was... Maybe because I was going fast. Could have been. Maybe the speedometer cable couldn't keep up. I don't know what happened. But it, it all of a sudden, I was past 
I passed a few people, and, <laughs> and all of a sudden started going, dung, 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 and dung. Well, I'm like, well, I really don't even use this thing much anyway, so I let it go for quite a while. <laughs> and then I decided, you know, it'd probably be a good thing to have a speedometer, so I looked on YouTube how to you know, get a cable and how to, how to so anyways, you had to, you had to take, it, it was a mechanical odometer. So I had to go into it, take the odometer out, and I didn't even think about it, and all of a sudden I had that thought, like, oh, I could literally just go think, 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 and there'd be like 20,000 less miles. And if I was to sell it, because it looks, it looked like there was only a few thousand miles on it. And it was just, it didn't last long, but it was like, I could, and I was just like, do unto others, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Like, you know, I wouldn't like that. I would not appreciate that. If God is my witness. And I put it together really quickly so I wouldn't be tempted. Put that all back together, got that all bolted back down. Same amount of miles it started with is where we left. And I was able to sell that. And you know what? I felt very good about it. I felt so good. Can you imagine if had I changed that, I would still be going like, oh my gosh, that was so wrong. There would be so much condemnation with that. And I'm not, I hope you hear me, I've done dumb stuff too. You know, I'm not just like, oh my gosh, I'm perfect. And no, I'm not. But I'm telling you, like, all of us have these opportunities. And it's a struggle sometimes. It's wrong to take advantage of people. Your word represents his word. If, if there's one thing I want you to really write down, don't forget this. Is this is probably the, one of the most powerful things that I got out of this study. And I've kind of known this, but not to this level. My word represents his word. Amen. The unbelieving church and those, those who are outside of the walls of the church, they're going to get their picture of how God views his word and how he, if he's faithful or not by the things we say and do. Let me ask you a question. Is our God faithful? Yes. His name is what? Faithful and true. Not faithful and false. Not unfaithful and false. Faithful and true. And he doesn't have children that are like kids that are unfaithful and false. Those would be called bad words. Right? His kids should be faithful and true. Right? They represent their father. And you normally can see some resemblance there. Amen? I better keep going. Your word represents his word. Any swearing by heaven or earth or someone's head is all by God. Any swearing whatsoever. Anytime we swear, anytime we make it, we go, I swear, I promise you, you're bringing God into it. You need to know that. You're bringing him into it when we do that. That's what he says. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Well, you might not realize. Well, I didn't like swear to God and say, well, how many's done this one? God, if you'll help me this time, I'll do this. God, if you mysteriously, miraculously do not let the customs agents in Mexico know what's in my pockets right now, I promise. Who is stupid enough to go across the border with drugs? I mean, I just forgot. Just, all of a sudden, there's dogs, and I'm going, ooh, this is not good. Jesus, oh, God. I, I was a believer for sure right at that moment, I'll tell you. <laughs> I knew how to pray. And my dad, if I'm lying, I'm dying. My mom can tell you, my dad is arguing with the custom agents. He doesn't know. I mean, he should have known. I was a knucklehead. But 
he's having this argument because they're questioning him about his card and stuff. And he's like red-haired, green-eyed, looks Irish. And he's like, yeah, I'm from Mexico. I'm like, oh, God. Stop it. And they're checking everyone. And all of a sudden, and the dog is just like. And I'm like, mm-mm, he's just keyed on me. I'm gone. They're checking. They go to, and they just, well, let me walk right by. Thank you, Lord. Was I faithful to that promise? Yeah. No. <laughs> nope. I said, thank you. And I didn't follow through with my promise. Right. So I'll do anything you ask. I did later. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Yeah. Don't make an oath with God. Yeah. Say yes or no. Yeah. My poor mom. <laughs> <laughs> Leviticus chapter 19. Let's bring the word in here. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely. And so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Listen to what it goes on to say. You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. I'm going to stop. This manipulation, this... If you don't have the money to pay somebody for their services, don't hire them. You're, you're lying to people. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I need this. Oh, yeah, I got it. And then, then it... Well, could you hold on? Like, could I, here's a check, but don't cash it for two months. What? Here's a check, but don't, what? I didn't get paid. Your people are going to good faith, doing a job, and then I'm talking to Christians. What's your word mean? It's better for you to go without. How many's had to do that? Amen. I told them I'd pay them, and then this other stuff happens. And you know what? Stuff does happen. But you gave your word. And that person did what they were supposed to do. So you know what you're supposed to do? Do what you're supposed to do. And guess what God will do? He will bless it. Amen. He will bless it. That's good preaching. <laughs> Next verse. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. You know what he's saying? People seriously were like, let's make a deal. You know, if you do this, I'll do this. And they're deaf. They have no idea what they just, oh, and they're going, okay. Come on. Come on. You, you just, you know what you did? Right. Don't put a stumbling block in front of someone that's blind. Yes. Right. Here's the deal. Ha ha. Wow. That's what he's saying. That's what, that's what we're doing when we say all these words. We make all these promises. We do all this stuff. We're manipulating our words. How many's had that happen? You're like, how did this, how did that, what? How did we get here? Like, it was pretty plain. Well, I really said, and this is what I really, oh, stop it. That should not be coming from us. Our God's name is faithful and true. Come in the light where there's no shifting shadows. It's pretty quiet today. The Lord wants us to learn some things. 
Listen to what Jesus has to say. How many have you, I mean, I do have a pretty awesome picture of Jesus. Like, my Jesus is pretty kind. My Jesus is super loving. But my Jesus also will speak the truth, and he will lay the smack down. Like, he is laying some smack down right about here. Matthew chapter 23, and he's speaking to the religious folks, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law. And, and our really super nice Jesus says, Woe to you blind guides who say, If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools. That's our nice Jesus. <laughs> For which is greater, the gold or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, if anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he's bound by his oath. You blind men, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So whoever swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Pretty clear. <laughs> no wiggle room there. So point two, God's word does not change. God's word does not change. That's why he says, let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. How many of you are so excited that this word, some of those verses I picked up when I first time I read Psalm 40, verses 1 and 2, 20, almost 20 years later, when I pick it up, it still reads exactly the same. It still means exactly the same thing. I might have done some dumb stuff between then and there. Actually, I'm 100% positive. I've done a lot of dumb stuff in that 20-year period. I could still come back to that verse, and you know what it means? Exactly what he said. Amen. Nothing I've done has changed it. Amen. His word does not change. It's yes and amen. amen. He's not playing games with it. When, when you write a check, when he writes, this is a written check. You can cash that check. Amen. You ain't got to wonder, like, I better run to that bank before that money runs out. Right? How many's had to do that? If someone gives you a check, you're burning rubber. Get to the bank. I've done that with paychecks. I ain't kidding. Like, I'm going to try to be the first one in. <laughs> I'm not going any further. <laughs> Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Jesus is saying, you should be so pure in your conduct. Listen, hear me, church. We should be so pure in our conduct that no one would ever think to make you take an oath. That's, right. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I, I want your yes to be yes and your no to be no. I want you to be so pure in this that no one would even think to ever ask you to take an oath. Because if you said yes, it would be yes. Right. If you said no, it would be no. You don't even need to swear. You don't need to make an oath. You hear his heart? Now, our God's pretty sharp. You realize this? He uses vocabulary that can't be misinterpreted. Right. Think about it. Yes cannot mean no. Amen. No cannot mean yes. These two words are not open to many different interpretations. <laughs> Think about it. Have you ever said yes? And you, yes means no, and no means yes. Never. I don't care what language you say it in. You can say it in Swahili. It still means yes. No still means no. 
There's no question. I, when I tell my kids yes or no, and they're not wondering, what do I mean? <laughs> well, Dad said no. I wonder what that meant. <laughs> Does no mean yes? They're pretty clear on that. Right. We're pretty clear on that, right? When God says yes, yes. we love that. Yes. And God says no. We don't go, well, that was a year ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it's still no. But it's been five years now. Surely, no. Can't confuse yes and no. We can't, depending on the situation, get yes and no confused. Right? God says something, we go, well, but you know, this situation is unique. This is different. Well, what did he say? There wasn't confusion in what he said. We bring a lot of confusion when we want to manipulate and find another area or another exit route around what he's saying. Because sometimes he'll say things and we don't even understand it. We don't see the next step. We don't see the, we want, I want to see this really wide road that is perfectly straight and it is smooth and it is lit up really beautifully and there's no way I could even mistake it. God's not so concerned with that. God is going to ask you to step out and do things where you don't see any other step. Right. Most often he's going to ask you to do that. Because he's telling us and training us to walk by faith, not by sight. He's going to ask you to do things that's going to take extreme faith. And you're just going to have to say, yes. Amen. Or you're going to say, no matter how you want to word it, no. Because anything other than yes is no. His name, listen to this, his name is only as good as his word. His name is only as good as his word. What's his name? Faithful and true. What's your name? What's my name? Because his word's only as good as his name, and so is ours. So is ours, church. Psalm 138, verse 2, says it like this. I bow down towards your holy temple, and I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Amen? 1 Peter 2.12 says it like this. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. You notice how he says the Gentiles. He's saying like, no, you don't just because they're not Jews get to rip them off. So that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify you. Oh, no, it doesn't say you. See your good deeds and what? Glorify God on the day of visitation. We're supposed to live our lives in such a way. We're supposed to be known as people who speak the truth. We speak yes and no's. And we're known by that. And what, who does it glorify? God. They're, they're getting a representation of what God is like. God's not schizophrenic. <laughs> He's not. He's not like, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. Not, uh. 
He's yes and amen. He's no. If he means no, it's no. You can beg, get mad, throw rocks, do whatever you want, pout. It's still no. I don't like it when he says no. Sometimes I love it. How many of he said no and then you realize down the road, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> right? Thank you, Jesus. You spared me. And how many's got those yeses and you're thinking, really? That's a yes? And you start going and you're like, oh, this is amazing. He's not confused. Point three. We're, uh, doesn't matter. Non-committal is from the evil one. There, you heard it. If there's ever a time that this generation and folks are, this non-committal thing is ridiculous. No one wants to commit to nothing. Like you say the word commit and it is demon screeching. Not the, not the commit word, no. Nobody wants to commit. We're so scared to death of committing to something. That hasn't changed. It's always been that way. That non-committal thing didn't come from Jesus, didn't come from our Father. That's part of the fall. That's why it said it's from the evil one. Amen? No one in our culture or the culture of Jesus wanted to commit. Here's why. If the yes and no thing. Yes or no picks a side. When you say yes or you say no, you just picked a side. No one in today's culture wants to pick a side. We want to be like, well, I want to kind of just hover over here, and if some folks over here are kind of on this point, I can kind of just hover over here by them, and well, maybe there's some other people over here, they think this way about that, I'll kind of just hover over here with them. I don't want to be in this yes or no spot, because then why? You're committed. <laughs> you just picked a side. You can't pick one side and be on the other team. Like, if you're on this team, guess what team you're on? You can't play for both teams. Another word that you hear, well, hold on, on the commitment thing. A lot of people don't like to say no. How many say that? I don't like telling people no. How many know it's a lot better to tell somebody no than to tell them yes and to not do it? How many really hate when that happens? I've, I've been in situations where a person hated to say no to anyone so much so that they knew there was no possible way they could fulfill what the person was asking, but they would say yes anyways because they didn't want to tell them no. And it, all hell would break loose. It was never, there were so many upset people because the person wouldn't just from the start. They knew they couldn't, it couldn't happen, but they would say, we can do that. Yep. Knowing full well, there's no possible way that's going to happen. That should never happen as a Christian. Ever, 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 ever. It's, it's, it is sometimes hard. You know, people, you say no, and they're not always going to understand that. Nobody likes to hear the word no. But I'd much rather hear the word no than hear the word yes, and then you not do it. Right? That's simple. Let's pick a side. Now, there is times you can say, no, I don't believe I'm going to be able to do that. And then you can show up. That's a beautiful blessing, right? Surprise, I'm here. Yay. Wasn't accounting on you. I wasn't expecting you to be there, but here you are. That's beautiful. 
And hear me, church. Every single one of us with the purest intention, sometimes stuff happens. Sometimes stuff happens. But I believe what Jesus is saying is we should be such a type, our word should be so valuable to us that when we say something, if, I'll pick on Dean. If Dean says, Steve, I'm going to help you pour concrete at 10 o'clock on Saturday. I'm, don't, I'm, this is make-believe, so. <laughs> if Dean wasn't there at 10 o'clock, it should be that I would, at 10.10, be calling and going, oh my God, is he okay? Something must have happened. Because he doesn't do that. When he says he's going to be somewhere, he's there. We wouldn't be thinking like, that jerk, you know, that, there he is again. You know, can't count on him. But you would instantly go to, oh, my Lord, I hope he's okay. I hope something didn't happen in their family. I hope, right? That's how we should naturally go. It should be, that's the normal protocol as Christians. We should never be like, oh, yeah, that's just normal. That's how they are. Amen? Thank you, Dean. <laughs> How many's heard, well, I'll try? Yep. Uh -oh. Yeah, here's, there's a big uh oh coming. <laughs> How many said, I'll try? Let me tell you what try is. Try is a lie. I hope this sticks with you because it does with me. You don't hear me say try too often. If I do, I repent very quickly because I've said this so much. Try is a lie. Richard Jackson, would you try to stand up? <laughs> See, he just said no. Linda, would you try to stand up? <laughs> she just said no. Would you try to stand up? Thank you. Now let me ask you a question. Did you try or did you just decide to stand up? He just, you know, he just said, I'm going to do that. He made that determination. I'm going to do that. Richard said, I'm not going to do that. Let's let your yes be yes, your no be no. Try is a lie. Amen. Try is a lie. Don't say I'm going to try. Say the truth. Yes or no. Or you can say, you know, it's not just as black and white. There is times that like, it's probably not going to happen. If by some chance, if by some chance the stars align just a certain way, I might be able to make it. But don't count on me because I'm probably not going to make it. it. It would be a miracle. That's okay. Like, there is sometimes that just, but that's not your normal every single thing pat answered. Every, you know, it's because I heard, I could hear some of your minds going, oh, so I should just say no to everything. Then I'm not, <laughs> I'm off the hook. I'm free from commitment. I'll just say no. I said something. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> not quite. We'll get to that. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read this in the um, Passion this morning. Uh, let's find it. That's not it. Here, let's try this one. There we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 17 through 20. Listen to Paul. He says, When I revised my itinerary, was I vacillating? Or do I make my plans with unprincipled motives, ready to flip-flop with a yes and a no in the same breath? Of course not. For as God is true to his word, my promise to you was not a fickle yes when I meant no. And Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he is the one to whom Timothy, Silas, and I have preached to you. 
And he has never been both a yes and a no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And his yes and our amen ascend to God. We bring him glory. And as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. Every one of God's promises is yes and amen. How many are thankful for that? How many are thankful that, you know, we don't have to question. Can you imagine if you were just, it was like, he was like, yes and no, kind of. Like, about your salvation. Well, I'm not sure. Am I, you you know, I was good today, but, you know... I kind of feel, I kind of feel like I'm saved today. How do we know? Because he said so. Because his yes is yes and his no is no. He says, if anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. There's no yes and no in that. It's completely yes. Amen? Every one of his promises is yes. You can, you can write that check. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You hear the words, never that's no. I am not forsaking you. Not, well, you know, unless you act like a jerk. You better be good or I may. There's an escape clause. No, it's not there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. Be strong and courageous. I will go with you everywhere you go. He's promising you. It's yes. Should I go? I'm with you everywhere you go. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm faithful and true. Amen? Amen. I remember a a real estate deal when me and Jenny were first married. We wanted to buy a piece of property, and it was, I thought it was going to be great. Three acres, it was flat, it was a good deal, and we went back and forth. There was someone else involved, and they kept playing the, you know, like, well, they offered this, well, if you'll offer this, and then, well, they offered this, and if you'll offer that. Finally, I said, look, I'm not, this is, what do you want? Okay, the owner said, if you will give them this amount, then it's a done deal. They won't take the, any other offers, and it's yours. All right. We'll give them that. Literally said, congratulations, Mr. Dennison, on your new property. Thank you very much. I'll come in tomorrow, and we'll sign papers. So tomorrow, I call. Hey, what time are we going like, to get together so we can sign these papers? And I heard this, oh, well... This ain't good. Well, you know, well, they, they took the, uh, this other offer, and I said, hold on a second. Wait, well, you, know, you didn't actually, you didn't sign the papers. We weren't really. I said, what do the words congratulations on your new property mean to you? Because I'm pretty, I mean, I thought that was pretty clear. Congratulations on your new property. Amen. Christian real estate agent. Not around here. Guess who never would ever, ever, ever do business with him again? Amen. I've done work for Christians. You can ask, you can ask waiters and waitresses who they really kind of don't like to have to wait on. That should not be so. That should not be so. Don't tell people you're a Christian if you can't keep your word. Because you're representing him and his word. 
Elijah, you know, he was just weak, little blue, you know, was bendable by the wind either way direction. He was just really like, yeah, I'm not in or out. Yeah, not so. Elijah, he's, he's pretty savage, um, pretty solid. He said in 1 Kings chapter 18, it says, And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord God, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. He'd had enough. Now look at the wording he said, and I hadn't noticed this before. He said, how long will you go limping between two opinions? Now I don't have any context and I didn't really study it out. I just asked the Lord, that's different. I don't recognize that. And I said, why would that be? And I sensed this was why. If it's that way or that way, if you go limping, you're going a little slow. And there's still an opportunity that if something that you find going over there, well, I can come back over this way. There's still time to... Maybe choose that one, and then eh, I'm not all the way committed to that direction yet. Well, eh, maybe I'll come back. How long are you going to go limping between? He said, hey, pick one. Either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the Baal. Like, figure this out. It's a yes or it's a no. It's not a maybe. Revelation chapter 3, Jesus' words, and they're in red, speaking to the Laodicean church. I know your works. He says, you're neither cold nor hot. I would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Boy, that's a beautiful passage, ain't it? (laughs) I remember in a jail cell when I first got saved reading this passage of scripture, and I've asked God questions and he answers. I I encourage you to do that. He's not afraid of your questions. He loves to answer our questions. And I felt if I ever heard the voice of the Lord very clearly, it was on this passage of Scripture. I didn't get it. And he knew I was coming with an honest heart. I said, God, I don't get it. Why? It doesn't make sense to me that you would rather someone be cold. Like, in my mind, lukewarm's close. Like, that's good. Like, it's not cold. Right? Lukewarm's not cold. Cold's bad. I mean, it's close to hot. We're almost there. And I just, I never forget, I heard him say, son, when people are cold, I'd rather they be cold because when people are cold, they know they need heat. They know they need heat. So when they're lukewarm, they think they're okay. And I went, oh, I don't know squat. (laughs) Because it did not make sense to me. Like, this is, I mean, I was really like, you're wrong on this one. Like, I found where you're wrong. Seriously, I was dead. I mean, I was just dead on. Like, there's no, like, you made a mistake. It's not cold. It's not better than warm. I mean, anyone can figure that out. I went, oh. How many's had that experience with the Lord? Oh, you are right. And you know what I learned in that? Is the fence is the devil's. That's why Jesus is saying anything other than yes or no is from the evil one. Anything other than yes or no is spew you out of my mouth type of territory. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Like, pick a side. How many of you, like, is there a possible way to be kind of in the boat? Like, there's, there's no, like, you're not in the boat until you're what? In the boat. Like, there's not, I'm 
kind of in the boat. No, you're kind of in the water. Like, you're not in the boat until you're in the boat. Otherwise, you're what? In the water. You could have your foot in the water. What are you? In the water. Where should we be? In the boat. Like, completely in the boat. Committed to the boat. Right? This is a simple gospel. Like, I'm a simple person. If I can figure this stuff out, we all can figure this stuff out. Right? Dry, wet. (laughs) So when you know what you should do and say yes, you need to do it. How many of you know, like, that comes that opportunity, like, I know what I'm supposed to do here. Don't you hate that? I mean, seriously, like, it's not what you really want to do. And someone asks you, and you're like, dang it, I know what I'm supposed to do. And you have an opportunity now. You're at a crossroads of, I can be honest, I can say yes, or I can make something up. Say, can't make it, can't do it. When you know what you should do and say yes, do it. James 4, 13 and 17 says, Come now, you who say, Today, tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town, spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Listen to this. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Ouch. I'm closing up here. James chapter 5. This is truly the last verse, so take a deep breath. The end of the book of James. Another one. I'm not the sharpest tool, but when James at the end of his book says, but above all, I think that's important, right? There's a ding, 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 above all at the end of his letter. Pay attention, right? Red flag here. My brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath. But let your yes be yes and your no be no so that you may not fall under condemnation. Listen to that last part. Why? Why should we let our yes or yes and no be no so we don't fall under condemnation? How many has been in that condemnation? Is that not the worst? Like how many, I'm just going to put out there, you promised someone that you were going to help Pastor Jay move. You said, I'm going to come help you move. And then Pastor Steve doesn't know you told Pastor Jay you're going to help him move, and this didn't happen, so I'm going to just, just, just make believe. But Pastor Steve's like, bro, you want to go fishing? I've been fishing, and there's like five-pound trout. I've been catching them like, just like in a bucket. And you're like, oh, heck yes, I do. That is what I want to do. And now you're like, i got to make a phone call to Pastor Jay. You know, Pastor Jay, you know, my, my back's been bugging me, and, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't know that, the old back one, right? I got one of those, so it can be played. <laughs> I got this back, and, you know, I'm just not going to be able to make it, and I, I, re- I really feel bad, though. And then there you go, you're off fishing. How are you enjoying that fishing trip? Can't take no pictures and put it on Facebook and show nobody. 
you're going, oh, this is, oh, I should, and the Holy, you know the Holy Spirit's just going like, hey there, buddy, how are you enjoying this time? <laughs> Conviction is like, wow. Now, what, what the devil's going to do is heap on truckloads of condemnation. All kinds of condemnation is going to start showing up. And see, there you go. That's how you are. You never keep your word. See, da, 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 da. All of that could have been just simply saying, no, Pastor Jay, I'm not going to be able to do that. Or yes, I will. And then when that opportunity comes, because guess what? Satan's sneaky. You commit to doing something you really don't want to do. There's going to be an opportunity to do something really awesome. Never fails. Never fails. No one's asked you to golf for 10 years. So, hey, guess what? Are you serious? Are we going to stand by our word? Are we going to let our yes be yes and our no be no? Because here's what I know. There's condemnation that comes when we don't. Oh, but there's a blessing that comes when we do. There's a blessing that comes when we do. He wants to bless us. He wants, he wants the world to see him through us. And he will reward us. He will bless us. When we make those tough, tough choices that really no one else saw, no one else even knew that you had the opportunity to do something else, and you didn't even tell nobody, you just went and did it. Your father saw it, and he is going to bless that. Every one of us have had that opportunity, and there's going to be more of them. But when you make these big swears and these big promises, and oh, don't forget, you are bringing him into it. We represent him. And I want you to stand with your feet. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you that you are faithful and true. You are so good. You are so good. You've never failed. Your words, you said, you're not a man that you can lie. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful, God, that you give us the example over and over and over. Every promise you've ever made is yes and amen. We don't have to wonder, well, I wonder if, I wonder if healing's for me. It's yes and amen. I wonder if he really wants me free. It's yes and amen. I wonder if he really wants this blessing for me. It's yes and amen. I wonder if I'm really forgiven. Yes and amen. We need to become people like our Father. Let our yes be yes, our no be no. And where we failed, ask him to forgive you. If there's people that you've offended or you know, like, you know what, I, I know I've done them wrong, go and make it right. Go and make it right. Say, you know what, I'm sorry, I was, that was wrong. Especially people who aren't Christians. This world needs to see people who, they know Christians aren't perfect, but they need to know they're like, hey, that wasn't right of me, please forgive me. That is not what my father would do. And I'll promise you, when we start doing that kind of stuff, you won't do keep doing that. You won't keep doing it. You won't do it again. You might have to eat a little crow here and there, but you won't make that mistake again. God wants us to be on that solid foundation. Solid foundation where the weeds, the, the storm comes and the wind blows and we're standing solid. And we're blessed. Thank you, Caleb, for sharing that about your little boy. Such a beautiful picture. That's our father. He wants what's best for us. He wants to bless us. 
And he wants to bless a lot of other folks. We don't want to be the reason that they don't come. We don't want to be the reason. We don't want them to go, well, I don't want to be a part of that because those guys are a bunch of fakes. They're hypocrites. They say one thing and do something else. That's not who our God is. That's not who our daddy is. So, Father, we ask you to forgive. God, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I haven't been perfect in that. And, Lord, we're not bringing condemnation. Every one of us, Lord, there's, the devil's right now wanting to make um, people have condemnation over areas where they had no control over. Lord, we know that's, you're not speaking to that. Accidents happen. The alarm clock doesn't get set. Sometimes we miss those things. That, that's not normal. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for your opportunity for this word, Lord, to, to hit us today. And I know it was strong. But, Lord, to be free. I pray for freedom in that. Lord, for those who struggle with this, I pray, Lord, you would release a freedom. Lord, that they would clearly see the yes every single time, a yes or a no. They wouldn't get tangled up and wouldn't over yes or under yes or over no and we wouldn't overcommit or undercommit. Lord, we'd be right there where you want us to say yes and amen or no, I can't. Lord, give us the wisdom, Lord, to know those, those things. And I pray that you bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen.